Um, we're going to look back to go forward today. And I heard a, an interview about an 80-year-old woman. A local news station was interviewing this 80-year-old woman uh, because she had gotten married for the fourth time. And the interviewer asked her questions about her life and about what it felt like to be married again at 80 and then about her new husband's occupation. She said, well, he's a, a funeral director. Interesting, the newsman thought. And then he asked her if she wouldn't mind telling him about her first three husbands and what they did for a living. She paused for a moment, needing time to reflect on all those years. After a fort, uh, short time, smile came to her face and she answered, proudly explaining. She said, I first married a banker when, when, he was, when I was in my early 20s. And then after that, uh, he passed away and then I married a circus ringmaster in my 40s. Then he passed away and I married a preacher in my 60s. And now I'm going to marry a funeral director. The interviewer asked her, or looked at her quite puzzled, and asked why she married men with such diverse careers. She smiled and explained. I married one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and four to go. <laughs> All right, let's lift up our Bibles, smartphones, iPads, whatever you have your Bible on, and let's make our prayer declaration because we need some prayer. All right, here we go. Say this with me. This is my Bible. God's holy word, this book is alive and it's powerful. I read other books, but this is the only book that reads me. There are many opinions, but this is the only opinion that counts. Today, I declare by faith, I can do all it says I can do. I can be all it says I can be, and I can have all it says I can have today. I ask the Lord Jesus, the living word, to take his written word and personalize it for my life so I can leave here changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, just like that little old lady, we need to look back and remember why we did what we did so we can go forward, all right? Now, Israel, like us, had a hard time remembering all God had done for them and often fell into grumbling and complaining because they would forget God's goodness on their lives. You ever had that problem? Start grumbling, start complaining, because you forget how good you've really had it. That's why God gave them his, and us his word, his written word. He wrote it down so we can remember and look back to what it says and look at these words he gives Israel in uh, Deuteronomy 6. Verse 5, it says, Love God, your God, with your whole heart. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all you've got. Write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at your home or walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you, go, when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and on your foreheads as a reminder. Inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. When God, your God, ushers you into the land, he promised through your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you, you're going to walk into large, bustling cities you didn't build. Well-furnished houses you didn't buy. 
come up on wells you didn't dig, vineyards and olive orchards you didn't plant. When you take it all in and settle down, pleased and content, listen to this verse, make sure you don't forget how you got there. God brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Now, this book is written to a a new generation of Israelites about to enter into their promised land. This group had not experienced the deliverance out of, uh, of Israel from Egypt. They had not deliverance, uh, experienced slavery uh, under the Egyptians. They had not experienced the miracle of the Red Sea. They had not experienced the Ten Commandments given at Sinai. And they're about to enter into a new land given to them by God, but there will be enemies, dangers, and temptations. So to move forward, you can write this down if you're taking notes. To move forward, never forget God's faithfulness in your life. Come on, you need to remember how good you've got it. And for those of you who are under 40, uh, especially I'd say under 20 even, you didn't do anything to get what you've got in America. You inherited it from the work of your parents and the soldiers that went to war for us and protect us. It's been given to you. It's an inheritance, so appreciate it. Just saying that, all right? Now, the word... The word remember means this, to keep in mind, remain aware of. That's why we take communion every first Sunday of the month. We take communion because God, Jesus, commanded us to remember that we'll never forget his death, burial, and resurrection. So remember means to keep in mind. Forget means opposite of remember. It means to be unable to recall to neglect unintentionally. So God knew we would struggle with remembrance and that's why he wrote his word to us so that we could look back and remember. His word is written so that we can recall anytime we need to what he told us. So here's a list of 10 most common things we forget and these are not in order. Uh, We forget essentials. We forget why we went into a room. I know I came into the kitchen here for something, but what? Uh, The TV remote. By the way, that's the number one most common item that's lost in households. People's names. I I, I love you guys. I think you mostly remember my name, but I forget yours. But your kids don't know my name. I'm the candy man. Who am I? You're the candy man. You're the M&M guy. All right. Uh, we forget phone numbers. Thank God for this phone that had, I, don't even, I wouldn't even know my wife's phone number. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know my wife's. All right. Things you need at the grocery store. You thought, I can remember that. And you get in there, what did I? And then you have to call your wife and say, what was I supposed to get? And if she doesn't pick up, well, then you just kind of guess for it. And somehow Oreo cookies end up in there. Okay. <laughs> Paying bills, feeding plants, fish, all those kind of things. Birthdays and anniversaries, that's not good to forget your spouse's birthday. All right. My wife just had one, by the way. Yes. And we forget where you parked your car. Just to say that, my daughter Jill, who's just turned 40, going to be 43, she, she's going to be turning 43, right? No, she just turned. All right. She's 43, Lois says. All right. See, I forgot, I, I guess. I, I'd like to check that one out, fact check. 
Anyway. <laughs> Replay. Drop that flag. Okay. Anyway, so Jill it started a new job, came out of the, she, she had a meeting with all of her new colleagues, and she's there, and she gets, gets done. She has to leave five minutes early. She has to pick up Matt, has to pick up uh, our, our other granddaughter, Caitlin, take her to her first volleyball game, all that good stuff. Anyway, she comes out, takes a left, and by the way, she had, at that time, a huge Yukon, ugly, dirty Yukon. She comes out, takes a left, goes down, and she can't find her car. And then she starts panicking because she thought, I must have parked in a place that's a tollway zone. So she keeps looking, and then she finally goes down to this place that would maybe know if they towed it away or not. And they said, we don't know. You have to call this number. She called a number. And so now it took a half hour waiting online to see if the car had been towed away. So then she has to call her daughter, Hallie, who lives 30 minutes away, to come and get uh, Matt and then take uh, Caitlin to her first volleyball game. That gets taken care of. She then waits online for a half hour, and they give her another number to call. You ever have this happen? You're just about ready to forget everything and shoot somebody by that time. So she, she then comes out after an hour. Nobody knew where the car, if the car had been towed or not. So then she calls her husband and says, I don't know what I've done with the car. I don't know if it's been towed. I don't know what's happened. Her husband said, don't panic. She calls Uber and gets, spends, I don't know, $30, $40 to get home, to which her husband comes a little bit later and finds her car that was just to the right of the building. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny. But anyway. <clears throat> Let's don't ever forget what God has done for us. By the way, the average American spends two and a half days each year looking for lost items collectively, costing U.S. households $2.7 billion annually in replacement costs. Or you buy Ubers and all that kind of stuff. All right. So what did God do in 2022 through Harbor City Church? I gave this to you a little bit before Thanksgiving, but I think it's worth repeating. Number one, we celebrated 15 years as a church. Our theme, yeah, that's, come on, big, give a bigger hand. This is a miracle. Okay, not only that, our theme this last year was being with Jesus. How did we do that? We went through the book of John. We went through How Do I Know series, and then we uh, did Dream Again series. We learned about generosity, and we finished up with Advent for Christmas. By being with Jesus, our average attendance in the last year grew to 426. First-time guests, 112 individuals and families. Prayer, Monday night and Wednesday night, have stayed consistent with 15 to 30 people uh, attending those prayer services online and in person. Thank you, Jimmy and Jess, by the way. Okay. We supported back-to-school uh, Back to School Marketplace, and they touched over 1,200 people on the day they did that. We did Trunk or Treat, our city, uh, with our city businesses, touched over 800 people and prayed for several. We had helping less fortunate folks with food, utilities, clothing, and other needs. We supported Young Life, uh, supported Veritas Christian School, and other local causes for over $35,000 given back in our community. Come on. <laughs> 
and international missions. We supported Uganda, uh, a Christian school there with about 70 kids, gave thousands of dollars. I don't know if they had the exact total, but quite a bit. And then we did water well equipment. We gave about 30,000 and 23,000. This is the first water well being dug with the equipment that you uh, gave. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So I think uh, actually we gave 23,000 to the drill and another 20,000 in medical supplies, 43,000 just in Uganda alone. We gave to Mexico missions, orphanage, flood victims, so forth. We gave to war-torn Ukraine families over $10,000 to families for food, clothing, medical supplies, and generators for heat for a total of over $90,000 in international missions. <clears throat> or national, yeah. And in national missions, we helped start new local churches and we gave over 10000 to that. And so, uh, by the way, starting new churches is so important because 42% of people who come to a brand new church have never been in church before. So that's very, very important. So you need to know that altogether, giving in the last year to local, national, and international missions, we gave a total of 150000 Come on. That's very exciting because that's the first time we've ever done that in 15 years. Also in 2023, we hope to be adopting a local church in Cambodia called New Life Fellowship. We will do more in Bulgaria and increase helping in the Ukraine uh, uh, area as well, as well as Uganda and Mexico. Local ministries and discipleship, this isn't on the screen, I don't think, but let me just tell you a little bit. Equip. Uh, which is where you learn uh, the vision and what we're all about and become part of the dream team. We had 50 people complete all three classes. That's huge. Come on. And then, by the way, the next classes start next Sunday, January 8th. So if you're new here and you want to know about the church, that's the place to go. The first week, you get to know about us. Second week, we get to know about you, and you discover how God made you, your shape. And then the third week, you become part of the dream team. Okay, so uh, also, uh, Fresh Start start, starts today. Is that right? Is it going on today? Starting next week. No, starting sometime. Okay, there you go. I'm looking at Cassie back there. She's, she's shaking like this. All right, city groups, over 190 engaged in our small groups, whether they became, where they became connected with new friends and uh, grew in the word of God. And then again, FPU, you've seen that already. It changes lives, changes your finances. City kids, almost 100 kids attend weekly here from birth through fifth grade. Volunteers have been amazing, by the way. Over, I think over 100 volunteers, maybe 200 volunteers that work in our city kids. And then our Harbor City Youth, we have 30 kids coming or more about every two weeks, and uh, it's growing. Our Harbor City Young Adults, which used to be CAB, it's now HCYA. Uh, it's a new ministry that takes place at our house and others from ages 18 to 35. They had a New Year's Eve party last night. My wife stayed up over midnight for the first time in 30 years. I'm, I'm impressed. Okay, and a ministry you're all familiar with is called CR, Celebrate Recovery. I have them coming up, so will you give them a big hand as they come to share. 
All right. Okay. Anyone with ears to hear must hear what the Spirit says and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life and in the paradise of God. Um, Genesis 50, 20, as we mentioned in the song earlier, what was intended for evil, God intended for good. In the beginning, Satan already had it out for us and had a plan for our lives. So now, we're, we're victorious, and God has a plan for our lives, and he's taking control, and we're in his will, not Satan's will. These guys, you should stand up and give them a big hand. These guys, 14 people graduated this year from, from uh, Celebrate Recovery. And uh, I'm just saying, man, get involved with certain ministries because amazing things will happen in your life. You also need to know this year, a new kitchen was built. And that was, now listen, I, a couple that doesn't go to our church, they're the ones who kind of fired it up and started it for us and gave a $25,000 match. Uh, it went up to about $100,000 or so, but thank God we got a new kitchen. Come on. That's awesome. And so you need to know this. People matter most. That's what it means when, we, when you see all these things. Loving people is what we're doing with all these ministries, all of these missions to see people learn and know the love of Jesus Christ. Now, you need to know all the stats I've given you do not include electrical, gas utilities to keep you warm. Wasn't it nice to come into a warm building? The insurance for this building, the maintenance of this building, or the salaries of our staff. So remember with me, I think this is on the screen. Life is short. There we go. Life is, read it with me. Life is short, eternity is real, and people matter most. And I want us to get that in our hearts and our spirits, because that's why we do what we do around here. Now, let me take some time and give you some keys to moving forward uh, in 2023, because it's going to take strength, and it's going to take courage. It's going to take courage to be the best husband, wife you can be in 2023, the best parent you can be, the, the best uh, husband, wife, you can be, I already said that, the best Christian you can be. And if you look in the faces of many people in our county, uh, in our nation, you can know this, a lot of them have given up on being the best they can be because being the best you can be is not always easy. It takes strength and it takes courage to be the best you can be. So let's look at what God said to Joshua. His leaders now passed away. He's speaking to a new generation, and I'm speaking to young people because I don't know how many more years I have, but I can tell you this. You're the generation that's going to usher in the presence of God, a revival in America and throughout the world. So he's telling Joshua, it's time to take some new land. Listen, it's okay to look back in the past and learn from it, but don't live in it, all right? So look what he says. 
After the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. Just, just don't ever forget that God sees your servant heart. It may be years because Moses was served by Joshua all the days of his life. So Moses, my servant, is dead. Get going. I want you to hear this. Get going. Say that with me. Get going. Cross this Jordan River, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your feet on. Just as I promised Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, east to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the Hittite country, and then west to the great sea, it's all yours. I just want you to... Sometimes you just need to look wherever you live. It's Elma, McClary, Oakville, whatever it might be. You need to look to the sea and just say, God's given all this to me. Come on, all right? So it says, all your life, no one will ever be able to hold out against you. In the same way I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I won't give up on you and I won't leave you. I don't know about you, but that's, that, that stirs up some faith in my life. So three things he gives us from this first five verses. Here's the first one. Get ready to cross over. Get ready to cross over. The Jordan River represented a boundary line between their past and their future. I want you to hear that again. The Jordan River represented a boundary, uh, boundary line between their past and their future. So God was saying to them, I want you to prepare yourself for what we are doing. I want you to think about where, what, what we're going to do, and I want you to think about where you're going. But to do that, you've got to leave the past behind, and we're going to go into the future. So he says, get ready, get going. Say this with me. Get ready. Get ready. Say it again. Get ready. So now to get, to get going, it takes courage because we all have an enemy and he wants to downgrade your life. He wants you to be, live an inferior version of you, a watered down compromised version, a timid version of you and will do everything he can to keep you from crossing over into the land that God's called you to, crossing over into your future. So get ready for 2023. Secondly, he tells you this, your territory is going to be expanded. And up to this point, they lived in a small area, in the same area for 40 years, stranded in the wilderness. They lived with very little possessions. They came from slavery and oppression. But I want you to know, no matter where you're at, God's, God fed them. He clothed them. He gave them shoes that never wore out. But now he's saying, guys, I'm not going to do all the work for you. That's what he's saying. And God's plan for them was to break out of the past and get God's vision for their future, which was much bigger and a bigger way of living and possess the territory that God had for them. So, which would bring them, as they cross into the, new, into the future, it would bring them freedom to worship God, growth in their trust and numerical trust in God, and prosperity in all areas of life. And what God wanted for them, just so you know this, what God wanted for them, he wants for us the same thing today, all right? He wants you to cross over, and he wants to give you new territory. And then the third thing is, you will win every battle because I am with you. That's an amazing thought. 
every battle you face, you don't have to say, I, don't, I, I just can't believe God let this happen to me. God lets things happen so you'll stir up your faith and your courage and go after God with all you've got, all right? So I just want you to know, God doesn't promise us that there won't be battles. He never promised that life will be easy or we won't, or we won't have struggles and disappointments and setbacks in the Christian life. It's just the opposite, When you're going where God wants you to go, you will have battles to fight. Say this with me. Get ready. Get ready. Come on. Say it again. Get ready. And because of these battles, he tells them in the next four verses uh, what they will need for the next generation to go forward. Look at these verses, six through nine, in the message. Strength, courage. You're going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. That means the first five books of the Bible. Now we have the whole Bible. He's saying, don't forget the revelation of God's word. Every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. In other words, if you forget this Bible, you're in big trouble. Remember it. And so then it goes on to say, and don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Make sure you practice everything written in it. And then you'll get where you're going and then you'll succeed. Then verse nine, haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage, don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, God, your God is with you every step you take. And I I hope you can see this in these scriptures. There's an emphatic and repetitious appeal to Joshua in these verses to be strong and courageous. So let me give you uh, what, what courage means as we move forward. Courage means the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, and pain in the face of fear. It's actually bravery. But it's when the Holy Spirit goes like this. When you get encouraged, the wind of the Holy Spirit inflates your soul and your spirit, and faith arises in your hearts. So here's what I've written down. I think it's on the screen. God is calling all of us towards something this year that's going to require more courage than you and I have ever had to achieve it. Read that with me again. God is calling all of us towards something this year that's going to require more courage than you and I have ever had to achieve it. See, you you can't have comfort and courage at the same time. You can't. To go forward, you've got to have courage. Listen, you can't, comfortable is just coasting along. Comfortable is sitting on your couch chair watching the Seahawks or whatever other team you like. Watching the Washington Huskies. All right, that was a good one. There's no courage in sitting on the couch. It's comfortable. Again, let me say this. God is calling every one of us towards something this year that's going to require greater courage than you've ever had in the past. 
God's calling you and I to places where you haven't been. That takes courage. Situations and circumstances you haven't experienced yet. Do you think it was comfortable for me to go snow tubing? I tried in every way possible to get out of it. But here's what I found. When you do something that was uncomfortable and you actually succeed at it, you love it. That's the way it is with God. All right? God has opportunities and open doors for you. He has assignments that have your name on it. But the only way we're going to experience those things in 2023 is if we have the courage to walk through the door, if we have the the courage to walk into the opportunity and to fight through the adversity to where God is taking us, all right? So every one of us need to remember that because God has a new land for you in 2023. It takes courage to do something you're uncomfortable doing. Some of you need to know your best is not inside your comfort zone. Now, some of you need to do this. You need to plan on going on a mission trip in 2023. It could be Mexico. It could be Uganda. It could be someplace in Africa. It could be, and maybe it's going to be the Ukraine. I don't know. But I'm telling you this. You need to say, God, I'm willing to be uncomfortable. And I've had people that didn't go on mission trips before that went with us, and they were scared. They, they said, what, what do I got to do? Well, maybe you're going to have to give a testimony. Maybe you're going to have to serve some people. Maybe you're going to have to get your hands dirty. And I don't know. But I'm telling you this. It will change your life because you got out of your comfort zone. All right, get, in, get involved in a city group. Some of you, or some of you don't go to city group because you, I'm too scared, I don't really, but you don't tell anybody this. You act like you're macho. But the truth is, you're scared to death to go to a city group because you don't know anybody and you're afraid if they get to know the real you, they may not like you. Listen, I have people every week that don't like me. It's okay. It's all right. All right, so get involved in a city group because you will only grow with other people in your life. That's the way it goes. Get people in your life that will take you higher in Jesus and not down. So get free from those friends who keep dragging you down and get some new ones, all right? Get free from the things that are holding you back. And finally, uh, take the step into being uncomfortable. Get involved in CRF, drugs, alcohol, lying, stealing, cheating, whatever it might be in your life. It's about hurts, habits, and hang-ups, not drugs. Here's how you get it. Show up on Monday night, and they'll help you because the people who got freed want to help you get freed. Come on. So step out. So let me give you some tools real quickly to take into 2023. Are you enjoying this? You're not bored? All right, here you go. You don't have to feel courageous to be courageous. So many, there's something, when somebody puts down Jesus, Lois wanted to help this guy who was homeless on drugs the other day, so we did. But he kept using the F word. I'm giving, in my car, I'm giving him right. I know it's God's car, but I felt like it was my car. And he said, you told me you would take me to this effing place and you didn't do it. And finally, I looked back and I said, you use that word one more time. I'm going to stop right here and kick you out of this car. Something rose. I don't like that word being used, not only in my car, but in the presence of my wife and God. And I'm telling you, it takes courage to stand up and say, that's not going to happen here. Okay, by the way, all right. Uh, All right, so you don't have to feel courageous to be courageous. Number two, courage is a mind muscle. 
Look at verse 8. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Three things from this uh, verse, and then I'm going to show you something, all right? Three things on this verse. Talk about it, meditate on it, and apply it. Now, I said that courage is a, is a mind muscle. So, Jimmy, where are you? Jimmy, come on up. Uh, I, I want to, I, I just told him this morning, I was going to have him come up and show you his mind muscle. Okay, Jimmy, get down in a push-up position. For those of you who can't see him, you'll just have to stand up and like that. Okay, Jimmy, I, I want you to give us 10 push-ups, please. One. Come on. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Stay, stay right there. Okay, Jimmy. Didn't he do good? Jimmy, do you have five more in you? All right, let's see five more. Come on. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, you got more? Now let's see if you can do five. Five more. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, you can stop. Come on. And she's sitting down there saying, that's my man. All right, give me five. Yeah. Okay, let me just say this. Nobody can do your push-ups for you. It was great cheering on Jimmy. And I was thinking this morning, could I do 10 push-ups? How many would like to see it? (laughs) Not going to (laughs) happen. Listen, no one can do your push-ups for you, and it doesn't make you fit to just sit. So you can sit in church, and it doesn't renew your mind. Newsflash, you can pray muscles on you, but prayer was never meant to take the place of hard work. It's like when you're eating the chocolate cake and the ice cream and the hot fudge, and you say, Lord, please don't let there be any calories in this. (laughs) It doesn't work. You have to be strong and courageous and do the uncomfortable thing and the muscle of courage will grow in your life. So those folks that you saw walk across the stage today, do you think they wanted to come up here and show you all the things that they had been working on? No, they didn't want to. But because they knew what, listen, they saw what God got them to on the other side and it gave them courage to tell you, if God can do this in me, he can do this in you. And I'm telling you, they exercise the muscle of courage in their lives. And, and I just want to say this, financial peace, it takes courage to go. Nobody likes to know that you've mis- let everybody know that you've misspent money, but I can tell you, this is a safe group. What goes on in that group stays in that group, and it will change your life. And one of these days, you'll be up here giving a testimony of how God changed you and your finances. It takes courage to take new ground. So when you think courageously, you might want to write this down. When you think courageously, you will live courageously. Okay? 
As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You'll be amazed at your potential when you start to think courageously and then move into the crossing over of the Jordan River, but leaving your past behind and possessing God's future for your life. There's nothing like living a courageous life. Your history does not have to be your legacy. So let me give you one last verse, and then we'll be done. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. By the way, if I can have the worship team come up wherever they're at. Okay. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the desert. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. See, some of you went through some bad things, tough things, in 2022. We know people who've lost loved ones who aren't there at Christmas. I just got a call this morning. Please pray uh, for a man who's going through triple bypass surgery tomorrow. And what God's saying to all of us today is, listen, I'm the God who makes all things new. No matter what you've been through, I make all things new. And what God's saying to you and I, I will do it for you If you will just step in and trust me, I will build your strength. I will build up your courage and God will do some amazing things in your life. Don't rehearse your past. Don't curse your past. Don't, Don't do that. Let God change everything in your life. Do not remember the former things. That's talking about the, the, the bad things that have happened in your life. Just remember the faithfulness of God in your life. Don't live there, all right? Now, Jesus is telling you today, Take me by the hand and I will take you into all things new in 2023. I'll give you a new marriage. I'll give you new kids. I'll help change your finances. I'll take away the addictions that you've been facing in your life over and over again. I'm telling you, it will cause you to have something brand new. Now, let me just give you a couple of things that will happen Uh, This is something simple, practical, but something that's been weighing on me for years. I've been wanting a brand new floor in the sanctuary. Does anybody else want one? Okay. uh, Oh, I like the old orange. It's been here since 1960, 70, whatever. Well, here's the good news. I was sharing with a couple. They said, "What, what would you like to have? I said, I'd like a new kitchen, a new sanctuary floor. So here's what this couple told me. And we got a bid. We got a bid. It was just under $40,000. This couple said to me, we will get $20,000 match. If we can just raise $20,000 in the next year, we can have a new floor. Come on. Some of you don't care, but I care about this floor. Now, we're, now what kind of floor? That's another debate. All right. But anyway. All right. Now. We'll start a new series next week. I won't tell you what it is other than the initials. It's called MVP. And in this series that we're going to introduce, I'm going to ask you to wear your favorite sports jersey. I don't care if it's the Huskies or the Cougars. I wouldn't wear the Cougars, but, you know, that's, you know. I say that because Cassie graduated from Washington State. It's okay, Cassie. They didn't do that well in their bowl game either, but hey, you know. (laughs) But they won in volleyball. 
So, <laughs> I got I to gotta have fun when I can. That's why I don't give anybody else a mic up here, by the way. <laughs> Seahawks, uh, Seattle Mariners, New York Yankees, Broncos, <laughs> if you want. Yeah. We have some friends in this church that were, play the love of the Broncos. They're kind of ashamed of it right now. But they... <laughs> so let's wear our favorite sports jerseys over the next three weeks. And then next Sunday, we're going to start our annual fast. This year, it's only a 17-day fast. So next Sunday, to celebrate our fasting, after church, we have donuts. <laughs> and, then, and, then your, and then your fast begins, okay? or whenever you want to, but anyway. So I'm asking for all of us to fast something or many things that have taken first place over Jesus. It could be media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TV, or food or sugar or all of it that's taken first place over the Lord in your life. So where we're going is going to take a lot of prayer this year. So our theme is going to be empowered, and I'll tell you more about that in the weeks ahead. And, uh, but listen to this. Don't forget to pray. Fasting without prayer means nothing. But if we will fast and we will pray, we will see God do incredible things. Let's stand. <clears throat> Every head bowed, every eye closed. And Jen mentioned this earlier as we took communion. You need to remember why. Because you need to remember God's faithfulness in your life. Don't forget it. And then we need to remember to get ready. Let courage and strength be built up in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit to cross over from your past into a new 2023 future. God wants to expand your territory and he wants you to know you will win every battle because he's with you. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, that can only start first with a relationship with Jesus Christ. Maybe you came in here today and you've never given your life to Christ. And today's your day to do that. He's telling you today, and I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand in just a moment. Or like, like Jen said, maybe you're coming back to the Lord, you've been a prodigal. But today, God's saying, the first day of 2023, it's time to come home. So whether you're a prodigal or it's your first time, I'm asking to raise your hand right now and say, that's me, I need Jesus in my life. Raise them high, don't be ashamed. I see that one over there. Anyone else? I see that one there too. See any more? Three, four. Okay, come on. I see him, all right. All right, whether I saw you or not, God saw you. And here's what I want you to do. Let's all pray this prayer together. All right, Father God, thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son, Jesus, to die in my place. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins, all my mistakes, and all my failures. Come into my life and be my savior, my Lord, my boss, my friend, and my king. And I will serve you all the days of my life by your power and by your grace. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. All right. We're going to close with a song that she sang earlier. I want to see a victory.